With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 188. Today is a big episode. We're going to bring back the first episode of Rounding Third. Rounding Third, for those of you joining us for the first time, is an episode basically just hot takes where we, today we're going to bring two each hot takes, preseason hot takes for the rest of the season. Uh, Now that we have full rosters, so it seems we're not going to make any more moves after this, I'd assume. And the season's about to start on April 7th next week. So... We think no better time than to say our hot takes. Each of us are going to bring two, and then we're going to react to your hot takes that we asked for on social media. But without further ado, how are we doing, boys? Fantastic. You know what? I'm okay. I got got cucked a little bit on a nice basketball parlay tonight, but other than that, I'm feeling fantastic. I'll let you know once I check how my hockey parlay went. (laughs) Seems like everyone's days are based off of how we're betting. Dude, the Celtics had a four-point lead with 30 seconds left, and they fucking lost. I, I know. Cost me a This lot is where Rowlett money. chimes in and goes, well, this isn't a Celtics podcast. <laughs> well, well, it's not. So. <laughs> it is a gambling uh, podcast. Got business to talk about. All right, so back to um, baseball business. What? Good news is the first leg hit. <laughs> Bad news is the second leg still going on. We need over six in the Kraken versus Kings game. So everybody, but I hope the Kraken win because the Kings were going to be the final dagger in my parlay. That would have hurt. All right, so it's currently <laughs> it's two one Kraken. Looks good for the okay. Over. The first thing that I wanted to talk about, if we're done talking about the Kraken and whoever the fuck else you're talking about, um, was the news with Aaron Judge. So Aaron Judge, we talked about it last episode. Aaron Judge was of supposedly going to get an extension or they're going to offer him an extension. I haven't seen anything happen yet. So um, I think at this point, they if they, if they said they were going to do it by the end of the weekend, and Aaron Judge goes out and he hits, <laughs> he hits two home runs, he goes three for three. He murdered someone in traffic. Can we, yeah, can we talk about how far that first one went? There has or to be an accident, second one. We, we, I mean, that uh, it looked like it was headed right for the freeway. <laughs> Didn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it did. Like, I didn't see. Matt, imagine just driving down with your sunroof open and Aaron Judge home run comes crashing through. I didn't see any cars veer off, which I actually was like looking for because I genuinely thought there would be something like it, it went over the batter's eye and it went right into oncoming traffic. So, I mean, I just feel bad for the people. Like if I'm out there, I know Michael K said on the broadcast too. If I'm out there, like I'm, I'm not going that way, no. especially <laughs> when Judge and Santner are up. Like they didn't build this stadium knowing that they would have two of the biggest behemoths ever to walk the face of the earth, both batting seemingly next to each other every time. So I feel like there's a good like two minute span 
four times a day that you don't want to drive on. I mean, for that, to, for that to happen again, like but, I mean, the odds are, too. I mean, yeah. what do you mean? It happens every year. I mean, Didn't it? Yeah, you I shall not be named. Gary did it last year. Don't say Wade. Oh, was it Gary? Wade did not Gary do it. I said I said Void. I thought you said Wade. No, Wade no, did no, not do void. it. I, I would like that. to point one thing out though. Marwin almost did it if he straightened it out. Yeah, it was the new Tyler Wade, basically. Let me let me point one thing out though. Between the Yankees themselves and us, the Yankees podcast, there is another person here who has smoked a car playing sports down in Tampa. <laughs> is that you? That would be you. When you scold your driver into somebody's windshield, oh, I you were talking about softball. That, that, no. that ball came out so hot off the driver, just went all the way down this street, like three <laughs> or four hops, and just this poor guy with a white truck just right in the grill. Yeah, it's probably that. still stuck in there. Maybe funny. he's a fan. Probably not I anymore. I'd like to think he wasn't yeah. in the car. Yeah. yeah, no one was in the he car was that, was, driving. that was driving. Nobody <laughs> oh, was in the car. I forget. I blacked out. It was going, dude. It was going fifty miles an hour. Yeah, you sm- it was in the, the opposite direction. It, that was the loudest noise I've ever. I put heard some heat on it. Yeah. All right, but regardless, yeah, we don't need to talk about loose. The Yankees pros. podcast, not a golf podcast. Right. Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to be a good host and bring it back to the actual subject matter here. Yes, and Aaron Judge hits baseballs very far. I, I don't. I think that was going to be the first time that somebody genuinely got extended in the middle of a game. Like we've seen in other sports that people get. You know, but we've seen the the safety. I forget his name, but the safety on the Bills in the middle of the game, he retired. So I thought the the opposite would happen with Judge. It's like in the middle of a preseason game, he would get an extension. I mean, it's not even that crazy because the guy who retired didn't announce that he was going to retire, and he just like that was the. Are you talking about father. Antonio Brown? No, 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 no that's a different guy. story. The Bills safety, I forget his name. But yeah, I don't think somebody, Aaron Judge has. CT. Somebody in the comments, let us know. But. I mean, I don't know why they haven't even offered him something. And we were talking about before. What do you think? Do you think they offered him something and it was so bad that we don't know? I'm telling that we you. we didn't hear? I'm not. I say this half kidding. I legitimately believe that they're going to give him, like, they're going to offer him, like, four years, $80 million, And then that's going to come out a month into the season. And then, then they're going to ask Brian Cashman because it's obviously obviously a slap in the face. He's like, well, you know, baseball is a tough industry. COVID really hurt the Steinbrenner family. He's given us more than enough resources. We thought that was a very fair offer. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into this, obviously. Hopefully we can get him back for 2022 or 2020. If I had a if I had a dime for every single time that they say, oh, the pandemic really hurt us financially, I think I could pay judge myself. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. They say every every five minutes. I, don't know. I feel like it's hard to tell. I mean, like, I was even we've no information if they actually gave him an offer or not. So, you know, like, I feel like we we may have heard something, but we could just not have heard anything. And he's just like, I don't know how those things work. Like, do we know right away if someone got an offer or not? We would or we, think, we yeah. would know that he was given an offer. And somebody what, and what would those have numbers are. It. Somebody would have leaked it, and then somebody somebody's agent would have leaked it. And honestly, you know, it's usually, if it's, usually in one, it's usually in one camp or the other. Like, yeah, if the, if. It's a bargaining chip. If the agent of Judge or whatever was able, like, heard a ridiculous offer, he might go to the media. And usually, you know, if it's Trevor Bauer, like, he's going to say it out himself. Like, hey, look, I, they just lowballed the shit. I mean, like, just be a cocksucker. But, like, I feel, somebody yeah. would leak it, and the offer always gets out. Like, why do you think we always hear these offers? Yeah, but, Actually, I, feel, I, don't know. I, feel, but I feel the Judge situation is a little bit different because I remember when they first started doing the negotiations or just, like, first started – saying that they're going to have the negotiations. They said that, like, oh, we're going to do this privately. We're going to, like, talk to him. We're going to talk to his agents, talk to his representatives, whatever, whatever. But we're going to keep discreet and internal and just kind of, like, work it out between us. So I feel like that could be a reason why we haven't heard anything. I hope that's the reason why. I hope it's the reason that 
we haven't heard anything, not because they didn't offer him anything or that the offer was terrible. I would say that that's a bad sign, though. Why? If they're keeping it discreet and it's been this long and we haven't heard anything. This long? It's been a day. I mean, it said this weekend. It's been a day. It's Monday. I mean... That's that's the day after the weekend. I'm just saying... That's, that's a single day. <laughs> I, I'm saying it might be a day from the deadline they set, but at the end of the day, it's not a day. We've been waiting for this moment for a year and a half plus now. <clears throat> I still I still think it's too early to make any crazy assumptions. But I think we can all... We're all on the same page, though, that this first offer that comes out and is released to the media is going to be a major lowball offer, right? Like, do we expect anything different? Do you really, does anybody here really and truly believe that we're going to see a, I I a just, smooth sailing get breaking Yankees and judge agree to seven years, 200 million. Or do you think the first notification no. you're going to get is judge reportedly rejects Yankees offer for four years, 90 million. I think it's going to be I something put, similar to like the fake offers that were during like not during the lockout during the the covid year when like the the players were negotiating with the owners and everything like that i think it's just going to be filler things to say that they tried like filler offers to say they tried before opening day this way like when opening day comes and there's no deal they can't say that they didn't shit offer anything is he really not going to borderline negotiating in bad faith i feel day? like he's not signed i feel like it, i feel like if it gets if i feel like if he's not signed in october He's not coming back. That's just in my mind. Why where, would he? Where it's at. That's what I'm saying. And I, I feel like I don't I also him. feel like the offer might be a little bit higher. Like I feel like he's going to have a good enough year to up the ante. So I feel like now's the time to get it done. Here's the thing: all he has to do is stay healthy. He doesn't need to have a crazy. I mean, he's good enough to where if he has a quote unquote down year, which is still, you know, what what what's a down year for Judge? Two fifty. 30 home runs and he yep. plays 130 games and the Yankees I mean, don't think yeah. that the Yankees don't think that's good enough to extend him. He's going to get, he's going to get 30 million AAV. I mean, it, from somebody, whether it's the giants or the Dodgers is going to be a West coast team. Cause that's where he's from. And if the Yankees don't do it now, I don't think they get him. I really and truly believe that. I think if this gets to opening day and we don't hear anything, he's going to be, he's going to be gone. To the highest bidding West Coast contender. Exactly. And I don't blame him. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. I just want to bring it back up because they they, they keep saying it. They keep saying, like, hey, we're going to give him an offer. I, like, when, yeah. As it stands right now, though, with a week left until this so-called deadline, I do think they're going to get it done. I don't. Let's 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 gauge our panic meters. We'll get back too. into that. We'll brush off the, the dust from the panic meter. It's something that we do during the season. Like we're going to do it starting opening day. Panic meter is usually about <laughs> opening day. Panic meter is usually about <laughs> making right. the playoffs. Um, but for what's your panic meter at for judge in terms of getting a contract before anybody answers, do a panic meter and also a meter that it gets done before opening day. Cause I think, I feel like those are the same. Thing. Yeah. I feel so, like no, my panic totally meter. Cause I would say my panic meter is, All the way panicking means like, he's your not panic meter done. is contingent on whether it gets done yeah, by opening but day. But my that's panic point, my panic meter is lower than getting it done opening day because I don't think. I guess I'll go first. I'll go ahead. And oh, you're list. saying panic meter for getting done? Period. Yes. Oh no, let's just say before opening day. Where? Oh, just okay. make it easy. This is panic meter is not good. Just what, what are the, the odds? Panic what are the percentage chance you think it's going to happen before opening Jeez. day? Gomer. I think it's about. I, well, so here's – I think it's about 70 to 80%, and here's why. <laughs> can't go straight no, out I, once in your life. <laughs> I said 70 to 80%. I think if you're you the You let Yankees, it off with here's the thing, though. 
The, th- the thing is that if you're the Yankees, you absolutely have to get it done by opening day because you didn't do shit in the offseason. And I, I, I just feel like it's no, it's already it's kind of a done of an offseason. Chance. But if you if you let this free agent class go by and then you also don't re-sign Judge, like, you got to be kidding. You ha- they have to. They have to re-sign him by opening day. So Chandler? that being said, it's 80%. Uh, by opening day, 11 it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And if I, I think there is a greater chance that this goes to an ugly arbitration hearing than I do an extension. I don't think. I feel like I it's think so happening. important. It's no, so important to resign him. Why do you, you have, have to so much faith have... in the front office? What, I, don't, I just I don't, don't have, think. I don't. Have, what has the they, front they're, office they're, done? Dude, I'm not last, talking about that. What has like, the front office done in the last? 13 years that gives you faith that they're going to get this done. I just don't think it's going to arbitration. I don't, I don't, but no, no, well, I, I mean, this is a whole different gonna, conversation. It's going to be one of the other. Seriously though. What, what have they done in the last 13 years that gives you confidence that they're going to get this done and they're going to get it done. Right. I think judge is different than any of the other players. It's the only player that we've been talking about as a potential captain. Like it, I also in my think- mind, the reason why I have faith is because this would be such a monumental fuck up if they did. And I, maybe it's blind faith that they, this is the one thing that they'll they'll do right because it's the one guy you are you should be building your team around. And they should see that. Maybe that's blind faith. Maybe I'm being naive, but I, I find it hard to believe that another human being can fuck up that bad. Yeah, I feel like it. They need to sense this offseason has not gone the way that they wanted it to. It did though. The way that it fans wanted, wanted it to. It the way that fans wanted it to. In in the sense that they missed one of the better free agent classes in the last call it five years in it's in positions that they needed. And then they don't bring in anybody. You have to resign judge. You can't fuck up both of those, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And before I pass to Luke and Damon to give their percentage to them, to the front office, it was a successful off season. They don't look at it like we do. Yeah. They everything they've not. said. Yes, they do. They don't. Brian they Cashman can say thinks, all day how Brian good the Cashman is thinks he's how... smarter than every person on this fucking planet. He means that wholeheartedly when he says, "Yeah, well, we have the highest payroll in history." Like they they legitimately think they had a successful offseason. I fully believe that, and this, I don't think they just do. Per, I think they do. Yeah, I, they I, didn't, I think that they they're they're going plan. out and saying they're the reason that they're going on to that we have the highest payroll we've ever had is because they know it wasn't a successful offseason, and they're trying to say. We didn't make all these moves, but we are have right. the highest paying no, no, no. ever. They're trying, trying to compensate to because they know deep down they didn't do shit when they were supposed to. He's trying to when say they had the, the free agent that... class in front of them. He's... You need a no. shortstop. Here's five shortstops. You didn't get any of them. He's trying to say that the moves he made were smarter than the other people. He's not trying to say that they missed out. He legitimately believes that. If you read any of these articles, if you read any of these reports, the Yankees had never had interest in any of the big shortstops. It was not even on the radar. That's not true. Before the yes, lockout, he said that before the lockout, he basically anything? implied that we were getting Correa or no. Story, and then we didn't. No. Have you read any of the recent reports? The inter- the no, week? that interview, that interview right before the lockout, when he was like, oh, yeah, we're in the conversation, no. when they were asking about Correa and Story no. specifically. Have you read? So they're them checking in on medical. I know that. I know that they're, they're saying. They didn't do any of that. No, they. Did I know the, that they're did, saying did that the he thinks articles. The articles literally said they that them doing the medicals and stuff was literally just them doing what they had to do to save face. They never had. This is a direct quote. They never had From who any intention. Multiple people. 
They never had any intention of making a serious play. They did their due diligence because that's their job. Okay. And, Regardless, this is we're spending a lot of time on this for no reason. We've been talking about this for a long time. It's I a agree. big issue. I agree. They're useless. Like they're useless front office. They haven't been doing shit. They fucked up monumentally. But the season's the, the off season is over. What's your confidence What's, that Judge is going to get resigned? That's what I wanted to bring it back to, and then bring it to our predictions for the year. Um, my confidence that Judge is going to get resigned is before opening day fifty percent. I don't think it's. I think it's coin flip. I was, was going to say fifty one percent. Wow, who's sitting on the price is now, right, baby? Yeah, I was going to go. I was going to take the over on it. So I don't know. I feel like I just I have a really hard time wrapping my head around this deal not getting done. It just it makes too much sense to give this fucking guy an extension. And no matter what we think of the front office, no matter what the recency of the fuck ups that they've had, it just makes way too much sense to extend the face of your franchise for X number of years for arguably the face of baseball, arguably the face of baseball. Yes. So it just, it, it, I just cannot wrap my head around that happening. And I think that if it happens, then I do think it happens before opening day because it, it just, it just makes too much sense for it not to. And if I was this confident in my, my front office and we were like a real, <laughs> like good front office team, then I would put it much, much higher, like 80, 90%. But because we've had these fuck ups and because they've just been ignorant in the past, that's why I'm having it at 51 because of those things. But I really truly do think that it's going to happen. And if it does happen, it's going to happen before opening day. What if he didn't play today because he was in meetings talking about, that's just not. <laughs> he didn't play it. It was probably a scheduled off day. Like he's going to get for I mean, the rest of the season. But the lineup today? training. Yeah, I know. The, the lineup was all no, but that, like that's what I'm saying. He was he was in meetings with his agent, with Cashman, with Hal, getting a deal done, and they were ironing out the kinks. That's why he wasn't on the field. I hate to break to you, Aaron Judge was playing golf today, and Brian Cashman was probably on a different golf. Course I don't think also he, doing I don't think Aaron same. Judge can golf. I think he's too big. No, he doesn't. I've never golf. seen somebody that big golf. What are you talking about? I've never seen something. You can swing a baseball bat like that. You can swing a golf. What a fantastic segue into the next topic. If I, if I, if I said golf, what do you think we're talking about? Tigers playing in the masters this year. No, well that, that's a big thing too. Fucking yeah. That's a big thing too. But if I said golf, Aaron Hicks. Yeah. We're talking about Aaron Hicks. (laughs) So Aaron Hicks. Are you serious? We really are. Yeah, no, that was a good segue. That was a professional segue, but, um, I I feel like Aaron Hicks, I said this off air. We did his roll call, and I think he's going to, unless proven otherwise, I think he might be the new Gary Sanchez on this podcast because he just seems like he's the next man up in terms of the one to be hated on a bunch. It's going to take a lot more. I know. I'm not saying he's not going to be at the level of Gary Sanchez. He's not going to be at the level of Andrew Heaney. He's not going to be at the level of, like, Brooks Kriske. I don't think he'll ever get to that level for of the sun or, like, the mayor of the sun, sun meister, all that stuff. I think he's the... He's my most hated at the moment, I think, right now. Oh, because he's he has a $70 million contract and he's a, one of the better players on the team. Like, I have expectations for him year in, year out. Maybe this year I, you know, I, I was about to say maybe this year I don't, but I still do. Like, some part of me, some percentage of me still thinks that Hicks will figure it out. I this think it's because he looks good. And I don't mean that in like a weird way, but yeah, like, <laughs> no, but seriously, look at him in the box. He's got, he's got, I know. he looks he's good in the box. He's got, he's got the, as you say, swagger. Yep. 
he's got the high socks. He rolls in there like just kind of, you know, he's he's he looks like a guy. He looks like he's going to go out looks there. Like a guy's guy. He looks like he's going to hit. He runs fast. He does all the things that you want. It looks smooth. Like everything it about it looks smooth, smooth but he, like he strikes out smooth. It's yeah, yeah, it's like you see the home run against the Astros, you're like, "Man, that's going to be every at bat." And then you watch him play and it's just like even it's, it's so he, different too. It's so different too because like a guy who's actually really good at baseball, like Stanton, when he strikes out, it looks like he missed it by a fucking mile. Like, yeah. he, and he's actually doing well, but he he can look bad all the time, even when unless he's hitting a home run. Meanwhile, he's not. Like the numbers are actually good for him, but when Hicks is not being successful for the majority of the time, he looks okay. He looks he doesn't look terrible, but it's just like when you look at the actual numbers in the peripherals, it's like, wow, that dude sucks. I just have this one Here's- image burnt into my brain of Hicks, and it is a beautiful lefty swing that hits him in the, the foul r- pole. No, not the foul pole. That, that that's in my mind. That hits the handle and shatters the bat and he pops out to second base. It's like a beautiful swing. You see him gearing up, he's got a pretty decent load. And then you see him unleash, and it's just a broken bat pop out. And, and his head's like down. He's yeah, just jogging yeah, like, it. He's dogging no, it. No, he doesn't even jog. If he hits a pop up in the infield, he's back. In, he's in the dugout by the guy. By the time that guy catches the ball, so did you see? Did you, guys, wait, did you guys? Not worried about him. Okay, go ahead. I think that it's going to take a lot of at bats from him to actually get over this hand thing. Like, if you have a hand injury and you're Seven playing years baseball, bats. No, I, no, I'm just saying now, like. I think he can get back to his former self, not maybe not the 2018 or 2019, whatever it was when he got the contract, but they were talking about it on the broadcast the other day and to mentally get there to have enough reps and have enough swings to where like, okay, my hand doesn't hurt when I swing anymore. It it takes a little bit. And so I'm not worried about his numbers at all in spring training. I think if you you give him enough reps, it's going to go one of two ways, either his hand isn't good enough and he's not the center fielder anymore or he gets over it and he goes back to hitting 250 but with a 390 on base percentage and did you see I his quote the other day i'm assuming you did i don't think i did where he said that do you have the exact quote pulled up or can you paraphrase it cuz he he said that he could he said 30 30 was not out of the realm of possibility for him this year he said five five home runs five stolen bases a month yeah i think i can do 30 30 so I don't was think it was in a Brian or his, I don't think I don't he can know. do either one of those. I don't think he, and that's why I, <laughs> I, think I do think he 30, can hit two. I think he can hit two sixty, and I'm that's fine not with a thirty thirty thing. Thirty thirty is fucking oh, hard know, to do. Like guys like Tatis are doing forty forty and trying to do that that shit. Like Ricky Henderson did that. Aaron Hicks, Alfonso Soriano, the gall on him to say like his thirty thirty in reality is. 30 games played and 30 of anything else like fly balls caught. And like, that's, that's his 30, I want to 30. see Hicks in, in the lineup every single game in spring training. Cause I need him to have as many not important at bats as possible to get over this hand thing. Dude, if he plays every game in spring training, he's going to be hurt in a day. Well then fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he's hurt, he's hurt. I mean, I like, you yeah, gotta figure out what bats. the deal is with your hand. Like you can't preserve your way through that. I don't think. Side note: I think, Did you guys? I see think that? he's back or he's not. Did you say Gallo was taking reps in center field the other day? That's so weird to me. He should be. Why not? They, didn't they say he wasn't though? Like I'm, I'm all, on, I'm on board. He no, should be. I agree. He's a Gold Glove defender, and he played center field on the Rangers. Like he's a good center fielder. They well, they also told us that 
Gio Urshela was the starting shortstop, and Luke Voigt was the starting first baseman. So you're thinking now that they're not, they're saying that Gallo won't, that means he will because they always lie. All I'm saying is that the other day in practice. He's playing 100 games in center field is what you're saying. The other day they had Gallo (laughs) in center and Hicks in left. And they're they're just throwing shit. Which is also just a big one. Has Hicks ever played left in his life? No, he can't even play center field well at this point in his career. I don't know. I just I disagree with that. I I was watching a lot of the spring training games. And I I do think he looks really good out there. Hicks? Yeah, I, I think he looked that. good too. I think he maybe really it's good. just what we were saying before, dude. I don't know. I I was watching the game and there were some balls in the gap that he just fucking took off on immediately and he made some great plays. Like, I mean, that's the thing. He always has the he instincts. reads the ball so well out there, and it's, like that's something you really just can't teach. No. Like it's just. He's like I hate this. I hate it because like he is a very good player if he's playing. You can't teach Moxie, brother. And <laughs> I will I will say this too. He had a lot of really great at bats during spring training too. Like he was he had a good he had a really good one the other day. We yeah, were talking about yeah, the one he, that he worked three two, fouled a couple off, and hit the yeah, other way. Exactly. Like he just he he's working the count and he's not just trying to like hit the crap out of the ball. He's actually like putting together at bat and like situationally hitting and hitting the ball where it's pitched. And Jeez. I know it's a small sample size. That's baseball right there. Hit but the ball that's baseball. But that's baseball. Hit the ball where it's pitched, brother. And that's just like, <laughs> that's good old-fashioned baseball. And Score need, more than the other team does. We need Hicks to do that. Baseball. However, there's no shy as having 30 for 30 because he won. Even a healthy season. 30 for 30? Yeah, but I want that to be his mindset. 30-30. <laughs> I think he says, well, I think he's going to hit 30-30. Let him do 15-15. I don't care. Dude, yeah, his most like, stolen bases that. in a year are thirteen, and when he <laughs> when he played when he played one hundred and thirty seven games in twenty eighteen, he had eleven stolen bases and twenty seven home runs, which will go down as his best season ever. I'm confident that's what about he got that. The contract for I am without a doubt 30, that's his best season 30, 30 ever. Thirty thirty as like thirty hits and like thirty. Yeah, let's, let's play a game. What did he mean? What did he, let's play a game? It's called what did he mean by that? And what he meant by that? I think the first one that we could fill in here. 30, the first 30 was games. That's that's just obvious. What's 30, the other 30? 30, 30 at-bats. 30 full counts. 30 at-bats. <laughs> uh, yeah, 30, 30 full counts. counts. I think so, too. He works counts. I think that could this? be it. What else? 30 fucks dropping on live TV. Does he do that? Every single time he hits a ball that's a high pop-up, It's a you can hear a very audible fuck. I'm going to have my ear out for 30, that. 30 pimped walks. Yeah, nice. That means he has to stay healthy enough for thirty. No, I think walks. He can get, what, what what are his he, walk? The numbers? point is that he pimps his walk. We did the walk numbers last. I got episode. you, Murphy. No, he walks. I mean, yeah. he walks a lot. He walks a lot. Can I mean, I, thirty games, thirty walks. Let me toss this I out think you here. Can do that while we're on it, and the, maybe this is segue. Maybe it's not. But let me toss this out here because we did the hot takes. We threw it up on Instagram for people to respond to us, and this is one of them. Stanton will start thirty games in the outfield before Hicks has ten stolen bases on the year. Sold. I take that bet. <laughs> I so take that I. bet. I don't think that's that hot of a take at all. I don't think that's. That I don't. It's not ridiculous to say that. No, ten stolen bases could be the whole fucking year. I'm this. I mean, I just think it's relevant right now. I'm just telling you. I think people are pumping that enough. number up now because ten is still a I, lot. But now that he's hit thirty thirty, it's like, oh, ten's not that much. But ten's. Damon just said his most yeah. ever is eleven in his career. In his career. I think. Career I think Hicks starts one hundred and sixty games but, left. Whatever. Did you just say Hicks starts 160 games? Or no, I'm sorry. Stanton starts 160 games and left before Hicks gets his next 10 stolen bases <laughs> over the course of however many years that takes. 
Dude, you know what kind of you know kind of sucks is that like Hicks just kind of showed his hand too because if he started stealing bases out of nowhere, yeah, now they're gonna pick. We would have all been shocked. Time. I would be like, Whoa, that guy, that guy, that guy needs the enlarged bases more than anybody. <laughs> Dude, we looked at yeah. it last episode. That extra, that extra like that extra fingertip. Like, that extra oh, six inches goes a long way. We looked at this last episode. His sprint speed, he's like in the thirtieth percentile. I feel like he he like it's all he, about the jump, brother. Yeah, it's the jump. It's the instincts. I know he's it's got about the outfield the jump. jump. Oh, he don't tell like, me about jump. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I won't. I'm just, I'm just saying. How often does Hicks look like he's in the game and locked in? Every One, single second. I hope, he, I hope he absolutely just comes out so guns blazing. They should do. We should do a challenge. Let's do. Let's do a thing. You know how they do the Taco Bell steal a base to get steal a taco challenge. For every stolen base that he gets, um, I was gonna say we give away a taco, but there's no way of doing that. Here, 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 here. in the stadium. I'll give you a taco. You can come to Luke's apartment. We'll we'll have taco. I'll make yeah. you. We'll have taco night with you guys <laughs> for the amount of so. You know what? I, we're never gonna have taco night. So, <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun stat. Uh, I like kicks. It, since up. 2016, he has 29 stolen bases. <laughs> so did he mean for the rest of his career? <laughs> so yeah, that's probably what he meant. He he could get 30 stolen bases the rest of his, the rest of his career. He did say per month. All right, that I, would, that I, think I, up, I think I got it. That would add up it's to his got, contract ending. It's 30 games, 30 million. Oh. No. no. Does that How much that does he have? What does he have left on his contract? It wouldn't be 30 games. would not be 30 million. I wish I remembered which button. Oh, I'm back, saying, does, go doesn't, back he to have, bed. doesn't he have 30 million I wish guaranteed? I remember probably? which button had the big, loud eh sound on it. Or that he should go to jail. I know which one that is. <laughs> All right. You should get a bad should take. Should I put Murph button. in jail? Yeah, that's good. I, I, I just hope we're wrong. I You know what? And here's the thing, too, and this is the last thing I'll say on Hicks before we get into the rounding thirds, is. He is him, and I forget who else. Sevi, him like Sevi, and yes, I'll, I have a real point behind this. I got you already. We'll go him like Sevi, he's in. He we go as far as he takes us. He is the absolute wild card. He like Sevi in the pitching side. He's coming off injuries. Actually, it makes a lot more sense in a lot of ways that, that I didn't even think of the first time. Um, I mean, if Hicks can stay healthy and actually be that guy, he's our middle of the order bad is the end of the order wherever the fuck he wants to play if he's hitting and everybody else is hitting we're doing just fine we're not just fine we're doing fucking unbelievable if hicks is having a 30 30 season we're winning the world series because that means that also like you got to believe judge is doing well stan's doing well glaber looks great like all the guys that should be doing well are probably going to do well and then on top of that our fucking nine hitter, Aaron Hicks, or whatever. Where I don't know where he's gonna hit. He's the biggest mystery to me. We don't know where he's gonna hit, but he's gonna hit five. He's the biggest X factor on this team. That's gonna be fantastic. I don't think you know what X factor means. I do know what X factor means, and it's Aaron Hicks. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, if Hicks has thirty home that, runs, Judge has that, seventy-seven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just saying, but you know what I mean with him. It's like if he does. Any semblance of 30-30 or has a good, or just a good, If I'm not even saying that. If he was 30-30, then we're winning the World Series, guaranteed. But if he has a good year, I think we have a good shot at winning the World Series. Because no. that means a, a lot of other things fucking went right. Yeah, I agree with that. Enough of you. Enough. I agree with that. Same 100%. goes, for those of you who missed the roll call episode for Luis Severino, same goes with him. Like, if he goes, we go as far as he takes us. If Luis Severino it, has a dominant year, it does. But yes. but I think you're right because if Severino has a dominant year, he can actually carry the team. 
Like every fifth day he can get us a win. But Aaron Hicks is playing every day. To some degree, he is the same bit of an X factor. I don't think that he has enough in him to carry a team. That's what I'm getting at when I say no. I think he's an X factor in the sense that if we have a steady center fielder, that's not, and this is not a shot at Brett Gardner because Brett Gardner was an awesome Yankee for a long time. And I, I'm never going to, we make fun of him because he's a thousand years old and just wants to keep playing, which you know what? Good on him. What the fuck ever. But I don't want to see Brett Gardner again for the record, as you know. Um, But I think that Hicks is an X factor in the sense that we need a guy and center field that's going to play good defense. We need a guy that's going to get on base. We need another presence in the order. We need a presence in the order that can do what Hicks does. He's he hits from both sides. He hits for power. He gets on base. We don't have we don't have guys that are versatile like that in the lineup. If he's good, he will provide tremendous value, but I don't think he has necessarily that X factor that you're talking about. And I don't think that the team goes as he does. If he has a 30, 30 season, I don't think that really has an impact on the rest of the team. If we're, if okay. we're looking I at him as our there, X factor, that's crazy. What, before you go, no, I agree with him. I agree with him. If Thank we're you. looking at Hicks and we're like, he's the X factor. He's the reason that we're good. No, then that's, no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's not, not the point. Getting, that's what an right. X factor no, is. That's not no. what, right, what an, okay, that is. Exactly what an X, that's not an what, X factor is like a top three guy on your team. Whatever. Where you're then. like, all right, we need this guy to live. I You're reading too deeply into X factor. You didn't hear any word I said describe the situation i'm just saying if everybody else in the team that should be doing well and is probably if i was a betting man would do well stanton judge gallo all these guys that are actually good players garrett cole just those are borderline assumptions that are going to do well or not terrible right so, so if, you're saying if, if, if he's doing well then the whole team's four lines four lines banging and we're doing well but how do you know? I don't, that's, that's just what not is him, the thing. Like, what is him hitting everybody else runs? could be doing dog shit, and, and Aaron Hicks could be hitting 30 yeah, like home runs. I'm saying if I was a betting man, the rest of them are likely going to do their thing because they're actually good players. If on top of that, Mr. Aaron Hicks is doing well, we're doing good. We're, this, we're talking way too much about this. Let the people decide what we meant by that. I'm not going to reiterate myself. I don't need you to definite define X Factor one more time. Let's go into rounding thirds, please. Well, think quickly. Please, <laughs> I was just say that he he's like a big missing, like a big additional piece to what we're missing on the team. It's like we have the power hitters, we have all these guys who can hit bombs, but he's a guy who gets on base, his signals, hits on both sides, signals, fielder, yeah. whatever. All right, get back into. It. I just want to say that round and third. Let's get, let's get into rounding third. Rounding third for those of you that didn't pick it up when I said on the top of the show is basically uh, what we do is a guy round and third like like in baseball. And there's a play at the plate, and then after the play at the plate, the guy's going to be safe route, and that's basically our take. Our take is safe route. One person brings, this time we'll bring two takes each, and then the rest of us will go around and call a safe or out. And then after that, we'll take your hot takes that we asked for on social media. We'll call you safe or out. So what, what are you tapping me for? I'm not, I was going to ask, this is an important question. Are we assuming that Gary's behind the plate and you can slide under the tag with 30 seconds to spare? <laughs> no, we have a competent catcher behind the plate. Maybe a... A, a Kyle Higashioka or a Ben Rodvert? Ro- or hey, Posada. Rodengodna. I'll prefer Ben Rodvert, thank you. Rodvert? Just Ben, ben Roadhouse? That'll stick. Roadhouse. 
I really don't think that's Roadhouse. No, it's not going to stick at all. All right, who wants to go first? Who give a name? I want to go first. Go, all Murph. right, Murph. Yeah, way to take initiative, social Let's media go. manager. A lot of pressure. Let's see. Let's hear it. If Judge doesn't sign by the deadline, we're sellers. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm, you're safe. Fucking, you're out. What do you mean safe? I knew that was going to be controversial. Go. This think... isn't controversial at all. This is a clear out. How? If no, Judge doesn't sign it. by the deadline, you're saying it's the, the trade deadline. We're sellers. Could see it. We're selling. I, if we're not going to sign Judge, Absolutely I would not. rather trade him than risk him walking. Okay, Even if we're okay, so we're sellers. Who are we? And selling? that's not even my Judge. point because I wouldn't be so mad either way. Judge is a rental for whatever. nothing. Yeah, for no value. So you'd get no nothing for value. Judge. Look at what they got for Mookie Betts as a rental. You're going to sell Judge for as Dugo. a rental. They got Jeter Downs and Alex Verdugo. What are you talking about? Verdugo. Jeter Downs could be nothing. And Verdugo. They have Alex Verdugo. That was a great move. He wasn't going back there anyway. He left. They got good value. Nobody won okay, and lost so that trade. trade. Who else are you going to trade away? If anything, the Red Sox might have won that trade. Who else are you trading away? Well said, Murph. I'm just saying that. The, so here's my thought process. If you want me to go first, I just yeah, want to go ahead. You said you're going to fuck the world burn after that. <laughs> Judge is supposed to be your captain. He's supposed to be the guy you're building around. If you're not going to re-sign him by then, and then you know you're going to wait for the next. You're going to have the Volpes and the Dominguezes of the world. Maybe sell Judge at the deadline. Maybe sell Stanton, whoever you can at the deadline. Not Cole or anybody like that, but to bring in some good young pieces to fit in with that baby bombers, like whatever type this. deal that you're trying to come up. What? You sound like you want this. He doesn't want this. I don't He's want this at all. I'm just saying it makes right. sense. It, I think it's a hot take. I think if hot. we're sitting, if you're sitting fourth in the AL East and Aaron Judge isn't re-signed. Oh, I hate that. This is a distinct And that's a very realistic possibility. Murph is, Murph is right here because I never, I'm there just, is I'm a, just saying I hate that. Well, I do too. It, but this I hate is it a too, very, very but it's, it's a hot take. It no, doesn't have not, to mean I want it. It's not even that hot because it's a very real possibility. If you're not going to re-sign Judge, you're just going to let him walk for free. And to me, it doesn't look like they're – if especially – if they don't re-sign Judge, it doesn't prove to me that they're trying to win right now. And it doesn't prove to me that they're trying to win any time in the next few years. So if you let Judge walk, then what do you... I just hate that. I, I just, like, what's the point of keeping him? I, or at least I for the rest too, of the year, but... just so he can go join the Dodgers or the Giants. You're sounding like, like JJ. No, Donald's, not, Donaldson's gone. Sound, Maybe we're eating that. half his contract. I'm not sounding I think, I think like DJ might be gone in that. I don't want Judge traded, for the record. Luke, I, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying that if they're not going to re-sign him, then I don't. I don't think Murph's that that off base because I don't think I. I've told you this time and time again. I don't think this team's going to win the AL East. I don't think they're going to be a serious contender. And I think if you don't sign Judge, then it. I could see a world where they trade him because they're not serious contenders and they don't plan on. They don't plan on it for at least the next two years. And they prove that by trading for Donaldson, taking all that money with better options. And they'll and further prove that if they don't sign Judge. And if they don't, and if that's the deal, basically you're letting your captain go that you're building your team around. Like right now, they're building that team around Aaron Judge. It's his team. He's the captain. If he's leaving, then the next guy up that they're building the team around, whether that be Dominguez, Volpe, whoever they're in on, if you're moving on from Judge, you're moving on from Judge. And if we're sitting fourth in the AL East and he still hasn't signed a contract and things aren't looking great, I can see it. 
No, no, you're right. Uh, do you think that there's a world where they actually pull the trigger on that, though? That's my only hesitation is that well, maybe that makes sense and maybe they're not going to do that. Do you think that Cashman and Hal in that front office has the the gall to go ahead and make that drastic of a change? I think that they would, by that point, be able to gauge whether Judge is going to – whether they're realistically going to be able to make a deal – Whereas they're going to risk not being able to get anything in return for him. And I think to do with is where we are in the division. If we're second in the division and we, we're going to go for it, then you want judge on your roster and you're going to make a playoff run. Then obviously they're not going to do that. But if judge isn't signed by then, and we're sitting at like four and we are a borderline bottom tier wildcard team or missing the playoffs, I see no reason for them not to make some calls about him. Flip side of that though. Cause I, I am on your side, but Last year, I think, proves the opposite of that. Um, we were below 500 or right at it at the deadline. We didn't sell. We bought Gallo, and we got... I really like Gallo. I like Gallo, too. We got Gallo. We got Rizzo. We got Jolie Rodriguez, an X-Factor in the bullpen. Careful and, with the use of the word X-Factor. Yeah, that was a joke. Jolie Rodriguez is <laughs> fucking awful. Um, And hurt. <laughs> darn. Whoa. Um, not that I'm rooting for injury, but I don't think that that's going to be the make or break thing. Um, but, uh, last year, I think that we were in third or fourth in the division. We were in fourth. Yeah. And we, and we still went out and bought, I think that a lot of the moves that Brian Cashman makes are to save face and to prove that we are these quote unquote contenders when we're really not. And that is my only hesitation there. But other, other than that one, just and that's not even a logical thing. It's just Cashman being Brian Cashman, who I very openly have said is not a very good general manager. And I will stand by that, but that's my only hesitation, but I don't think that to round it out, that your take there is that bad. I, I would call you safe. I, I, I I'm leaning more towards safe now, but I really, really hate it. Like I hate it so much. I know I'm not supposed to like it. Nobody likes it, but just don't like I'm going to call you out just because I really it makes sense. Uh, the though. sky would fall if that were to happen. And I'm going to call you out, especially because I I genuinely maybe I'm the only one here. I think Damon thinks the same way I do. And I'm, I think Murph might also be on my team here. I don't th- I think we're going to be good this year. I do. And I, I don't want to hear Chandler on that because I know how you feel. The whole podcast audience knows how you feel. You think we're going to be the worst team in the world. Worse than the D-backs. So I Really, 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 really think we're going to be a good team. So, that's me. Murph, what's your second one? Oh, you want me to go again? Yeah. Two takes, um, brother. Th- this one is not as controversial, and it may or may not be a hot take. I think Luis Heel is a top three starter in our rotation by the year's end. That was one of mine, so I agree, and I'll let somebody else take over. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's answer that. So, Louis, that was both years. I, yeah. I had like five on here. Like the first All one right, was so like, about okay, I want to talk that one, and then that was my second one. You think he's going to be what now? I was focused on top three starter in our rotation, say by playoff time. So, like, say so you think we go into a playoff Tyone, series, better than Montgomery. Maybe better see- is not the right word, but. I think he'd be the third to go at the end. I think at the end of the year, 
maybe playoffs are different because experience plays a factor, but yeah, I think by the end of the year, he's the number three in our rotation. What so if it's I, like a Seve 2017 situation where he comes in and he's starting the wild? I mean, I know that Luis Hill's not going to be your do or die star. I'm just using this loosely as an example that he has oh. built up a resume by year's end good enough to where you trust him in a playoff series ahead of the Tyones, ahead of the Montgomery's of the world. So is, is that kind of what you're do, what you're saying what if they do a debbie switch yeah room no it is don't i, I feel like me. by the that's end by the end of the me. year <laughs> that's cussing at me i think he's gonna be good enough Here, can i can i answer your question and say i think he'll be the three and then they'll switch around and do uh, a j hap situation with him no say I, we're I, playing I, the jays what i'm saying is say we're playing the jays in late september i don't know if we are i don't know what the implications are going to be of that game if it, april 14th i'll be there cool um so like say <laughs> say late september we're playing them and we're facing their ace, and it's heel or Montgomery or Tyone. I'm taking heel in September. That's my. So I, I, the only reason I say no to him being the three is one, like you said, the experience thing, and two, I just don't see him. I mean, maybe it's also the experience thing. I just think they would go to Montgomery. They would go to even Tyone, I think, but mainly Montgomery. Montgomery is the reason why I would say no to that. Not as much Tyone because Tyone's only been here for a year. He also has injury history. He's coming off another injury. So I think Montgomery is the reason why I would say no to that. I think four is extremely possible. I think he can hop over Tyone to be that. I mean, he, he he isn't even the five starter yet. He's making a case for it. And that was a topic that we're going to bring up on the show today. It's like, and we can get into that. I think he's having a good spring. I think there's nothing. Uh, bad you could say about his spring, but do you think he's done enough? You're saying by September to be the three or the four or whatever it may be, which is a hot take and it's a good one. But do you think today that he's done enough to become the five starter on opening day? Because that that's a piece of this hot take, Murph. Is like if he doesn't, if he didn't do enough to be the five starter, he's not gonna fucking be the three starter by the end of the year. He's got his work cut out for him in that case. So. I don't know. Do you think there's a reason I I put him as the three to make it a hot take? Because I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that he's going to be the four or the five by the end of the year. If I may, if I may, I think that there's a very realistic um, world where the Yankees open this year, not only because of the shortened off season, but just in general with how their pitching is injury prone and whatever else you want to say about them that there's a very realistic possibility that they open with a six man rotation. And I think that as of today, March 28th, a week plus out from spring training, or I mean, from the regular season, I think there's a very, very real, if he'll comes out in his next start and he does what he's been doing, I think he makes that opening day roster. I really do. And I think he'll be part of that. I'll be, I think he'll be part of a six man rotation. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to come out there and he's going to, and I, and I agree with Murph. I think that he's going to work his way into an every fifth day role. And I think that by who are the other options for five right now, Michael Nest- King, they're dedicated Nestor to Cortez. do that. Nestor Cortez looks exactly I think Nestor's, I think Nestor's also going to be in there. In there, I think Nestor's going to have not, a terrible Maybe not year. every, I, he's not going to be an every five guy. Damon. No, no I, that was I, one of my hot takes. No, no, no. I'm, is it one of your hot takes? <laughs> I think then, he's yeah. better suited as a reliever. I agree, but. I think Nestor. I, I think Nesterness was just a one-year thing. I don't think he's gonna be good this year. I think that's a sad hot take, but he's been. Ha- it, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just like 
uh, I'm like prisoner of the moment, but I feel like I've oh, I've seen him get taken deep a lot this spring already. A lot and I, I don't know. I feel I, like it was just like a actual one... numbers, and the, and the numbers may not matter, and we may be wrong. He did have a fucking awesome year, and don't take that away from him. But I'm not. I'm not saying that away from him at all. But like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel <laughs> I like did. last yeah. year was just an enigma, and like I don't think it's going to happen again. Whatsoever. Did you say his spring training has been bad so far? I, I think just, the, I literally best, said the maybe the best I'm... way to preserve him is to put him in the bullpen. He'd be a great bullpen person because like, because when that. when it's funky like that, you know, the second third time through the rotation, they might be able to figure it out, whatever. But he's like the perfect i believe i've called him this before but he's a jackknife like jackknife. yeah you can throw him in before. for anywhere between one to six innings and it doesn't matter where in the game that is i just hope his stuff is good enough to be good this year yeah and then i know you're already he showing will, me his stats i know he's gonna show me his stats right now in a spring and they're probably good this year because it's not been a long time i have seen him in and i and, and these, these don't count the stats the stats BP before game started, I feel like every time somebody hit a bomb, it was <laughs> Nestor Cortez. So I'm just saying, and, and read me his stats. They're good this year, aren't they? Mr. Nestor Cortez Jr. in spring training in 2022. Tell me the innings first. Has pitched two innings. Okay. They, that's end of story. Right. He's I've given up him. zero hits, zero walks. Okay. He has a zero whip, and he has two strikeouts. Maybe so. Maybe he was throwing. <laughs> maybe he was throwing batting practice fastballs to get the boys going. He was the pitching machine because he looked like it was it with the uh, like Stan hit a bomb off him, and a few fellas did too. But I thought we were doing hot takes, not cool takes, really. What? That was that was you Damon. Just, didn't you just say he got shelled in spring training? I just saw him give up a few home runs, like when they were throwing live BP to each other. So maybe he was trying to throw it down the dick. I don't know. Of course he was. I'm just Damon was the one. He's who not going to. Damon was the only the, re- the, the whole takes. reason he's good is because he's funky on the mound and he switches it up. He wasn't doing that in BP. Oh, Dude, I, I, I I was basing this off of no knowledge of what he did. <laughs> in just no, and that and that's fine. And that's, that's why fair. it's a hot take because it's Your just gut. like I feel like it's gonna just his style of pitching. I just feel like cannot last that long or i feel like people are going to catch on quickly it worked for johnny cueto for like that, three years you know what that's totally three years. okay so we're getting there boy, <laughs> like, it, it, that's it, it works for Rella's boy damon O'Day, or darren o'day for a while yeah for six like innings. it's fine i think it's gonna eventually they're gonna catch on fine but i think he's Not got this year he's got some time and oh. and i think if he's in the you're bullpen out. you can you're fine i think if he's in the bullpen that makes it easier on him so with that, with that being said do you think that he's like who, who would you put as the five right now Heel. I think he's like heel? the sixth, like the five and a half. I think heels the sixth or the fifth. Do you think they he's do like? Man? I think I think he's like the funky long reliever that also starts a couple games. So you're thinking they do six man rotation with starters because usually they do six man rotation with a bullpen day, and that's, that's what Nestor. I think it is. Nestor's well, like he's the bullpen. bullpen okay. He's the bullpen day, and he go he throws four innings. He low key went longer than most starters. He last, went six last plus week. in a couple. No, it's not that he can't go long. It's that. I you feel expect, like yeah. he, just if you're funky like that, you want to be coming out of the pen. I think and that we have if enough. you if you limit him to four innings, he's not a starter, so you can also use him in situations that you need him out of the bullpen. I think that we that's have why enough. you're limiting him to four. I think that we have enough people that are that fit the role of a five to six starter that you have you have almost have to have a six man rotation that you're going to have the Michael Kings, the um, Luis Heel, the Clark Schmidt, the Debbie Garcia the Nestor Cortezes of the world that you're not going to have a set five man rotation. I think that outside of Cole, everybody's going to kind of rotate because outside of that, 
everybody else needs rest. Like, look at our bullpen. Jamison Tyone is coming off two Tommy Johns, cancer, and major ankle surgery. That's a lot of injuries. He's going to need can't count cancer as part of that. That was a while back. It was like three or four years ago. I'm just saying, and I'm just saying, I'm not using that as a knock against him. I'm just saying he's going to need his rest. You've got um, Luis Severino. We know he's thrown 17 innings since 2018. He's going to need rest. These guys are going to need to be built up, especially early in the season with the shortened spring training on top of early season stuff in general. I think that for the first month or two of the year, it's a very, very likely scenario that we're going to have a six man rotation. And then we'll figure out probably around May who's going to be our long-term guys. And I think that heel to Murph's point has a very good spot, a very good chance to earn that spot. And I think that if he does, you'll see Nestor slide to the bullpen. Okay. I agree. Damon, would you like to go next since you took the reins on on yours? Do you have a second one? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to shout out phrases, but I feel like Clay Holmes is going to be like a breakout guy in the bullpen this year. Love that. He already broke out. But like I feel like he's gonna be like the dominant number, the number say like, dominant number two guy. Of the number two, see yeah. that's that's a quantitative so I, number yeah. that we can use for these hot takes, Damon. Not just like he's gonna be good. Wow. Well, let me let me myself. ask you a question, Damon. If he's two, who's three? Loisaga or Chapman? Oh hush, you know who that is. Sorry, you said who's two or who's three? Two, who is three? I mean. It's Luizga Zier. <laughs> right. Does Luizga become the closer this I year? I think Luizga takes over the closer role. You motherfucker. Shut. No. Is no. That, is that yours? What? No. You said that four years ago. You got credit for that. You said it last year. No. And no. I want to read. We need to read. It's not my hot take, Chandler. I'm just reading what you said. We had, we, had, we, had we had two. We had two hot takes, you motherfucker. I said last year that he was going to be groomed to eventually be a closer. This my, is it. My hot take this year was that. By year's end, if the Yankees make the playoffs, you will see them go to Loisaga over Chapman at least once in that playoff I think series. You're safe. Does what I think you're I think safe you're too. Safer does than any, safe. I think does you're that the take have ever. anything to do with what they said about Loiz- or uh, Chapman's expanded role with like the? What did they no. say about that? No, that had nothing to do with it. They said this is what they said. Hey, this year we don't want to let you get rusty. So, are you open to pitching the eighth inning? maybe when we're losing by a run to preserve a lead rather than sitting on the bench for two weeks. That's what I've been asking them to do for the longest fucking time. It's always, and they always wait for the perfect save opportunity for, to use him because usually they just like, Oh, we can't use him in a one run game exactly like that because he's our closer. He's, this isn't a save situation or like whatever it may be. We have to save him for when we do go up or something like that. It's like, no, sometimes you got to keep the game close. And I have no idea why they haven't done this from the beginning this bothers me to no. no end and that's that's all that that was for i legitimately what i said about loisaga i don't think that 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 statement by boone and from chapman has nothing to do with that i legitimately think that loisaga makes the jump i mean he made the jump last year but i think he makes that extra push it's no secret that chapman's not the guy he once was he's Still good, but he's not that guy. And Loisaga is starting to hit his peak. He's starting to hit his potential. And I think that the front office and I think that Boone are starting to realize that everything's not this perfect crystal world. 
that they thought it was when Boone first got here. And sometimes drastic changes are needed. And I think that that may, I think this might be the year. And I think if it does, then that means this could be the end for Chapman. Cause I don't know that he'll take that ego hit. Well, which is so weird because, asked, uh, Chapman was the face of the franchise in uh, MLB The Show, which I thought was fucking hilarious. That is crazy. He's the face of the franchise card. What do you say, Murph? I, I, I didn't even hear about the guy. Like, the guy that was the Blue Jays face of the franchise, I have no idea who that guy is. What's his I don't name? Read too part of that. Probably like Tiasco. He's a pitcher. Like Vladdy Guerrero or something. I don't know. No, it was a pitcher. It doesn't matter. But um, the reason I asked that, Damon and Chandler, is because I feel like by expanding Chapman's role, you're kind of opening up the opportunity for the wise to get a step in and at least get some safe situations. Maybe, but I I don't think that I don't think that those two are correlated in the sense of Lawizaga vulturing his job. I think that Lawizaga and I don't even think I legitimately believe that Aroldis Chapman's going to have a good year. But I think that Lawizaga is just too much of a weapon to to let him sit there and do meaningless innings or even, you know what? I wouldn't even mind if he was the setup man, but I just think he's so good that you're going to start seeing him worked into that role. And then, like I said, they're grooming him for it. I think they're going to toss him in. If Chapman's had a couple days of work and you need another save, Loisaga is going to start forcing his way into that conversation. And I think I'm not saying he's going to take over the role completely. I'm saying come playoff time, there's going to be a scenario that rather than, pressing Aroldis Chapman, I think they may, if it's questionable that Chapman's ready, I think they may go to the wise guy. I think so that he's, he's going to be more, what Britain was supposed to be. I think that he, I think he's going to be better than Britain. You know how I feel about Britain. No, I'm saying, I'm saying he's <laughs> sliding into the, to the role that Britain was supposed don't to don't use be. the B word around here. Um, dude, I, I don't care how bad he, where Britain was very good and he was in that role where he was the, the, the setup eighth inning guy. And then he had some save opportunities and he, he exactly what you're talking about. Britain was in that role like two years ago. He was <laughs> he very much was like, it, it's was, just a was, fact. Like, I don't know if like, who, he's going to slide into that same role. There's always somebody that we talk about that could potentially take the job from Chapman. And Britain was that guy like two years ago. Britain was close. Britain was closing games two years ago. So don't he had like a one seven. I I'm not even. I don't have anything up on my. I think he had like a one seven or a sub. Britain was great up until last like year, like two years. And ago. Chandler's feelings towards him are just from last year. Britain could come back and false. be great. I had a comp. I will tell this story. hot take. Chandler loves Britain by the end of the year. No, that's not a hot take. I will. no, that's that's a piping hot take. I'm yeah. telling you, this is a conversation I had in 2018, maybe 2019. I don't know. In the bleachers at Yankee Stadium with a fantastic gentleman and his son was how fucking just unreliable Zach Britton is. Cause we came in, we had a three run lead. Zach Britton walked the first guy, walked the second guy, spiked two balls in the dirt, walked the third guy, and then got pulled. You know what the best part about the spiking the ball? He had in a one nine one ERA in twenty nineteen. You know Sick. the great how part many about spiking the balls in the dirt this year? No more games. Thirty two. <laughs> 32 30. walks in 66 games. That's not good. It's not great, but he still had a 1-9-1 ERA. It doesn't matter if you walk the guy, if you don't let him in. Gary Sanchez is a large part of that walk number. No, so. it's not. It is. For Zach Britton? No. You don't save a walk, but you can't frame a pitch that bounces at 42 feet. Is that, bo- Br- is that both your hot takes? Uh, No, I had another one. What was it? 
Do you there you remember? go. I, right, for, I forgot go? now because I'm gonna everybody go. was yelling at me. And so I one of my hot takes is the Yankees are a top two offense in baseball by the end of the year. And I don't think it's, I don't think that's, I, I think that's a hot take for the, uh, for the guy to my right. That being Chandler, for those that aren't on this couch and can't see who's to my right. Um, I think the Yankees are, I mean, maybe it's an overreaction to what they're currently doing in spring training, but all the big guys are hitting fucking home runs. Everybody, and I, I think a piggyback off this, if there was still juice balls, I think we would absolutely smash the home run record and we still might come close. Um, that Yankees team was very powerful and so was that Twins team that actually ended up breaking it as we broke it. We both broke it that year. I think we put we we come close to it with this team again, but... Maybe it's fool goal, fool's goal from what I see right now from Glaber Torres being really good this year. If he is some semblance of the guy who, who he was in 2019, that's fucking awesome. If fucking Hicks can be a 30-30 guy, that'd be wild. If he's a 20-20 guy, if he hits 15 home runs, I think this whole team offensively is a juggernaut, and I, I, I really think that. I think where we have downfalls are on the defensive side and with – the pitching, but offensively, I don't think we'll have any any issues. I think this team very much can be the number two team, and maybe even shock some people have the best offense in baseball at the end of the year. But my hot for the hot take purpose, I'm going to say they can be a top two offense in not can be. I think they will be the best, top two offense in baseball. I'm I'm going to go now because I know you guys are both going to disagree. So I'm just going to say I'm going to go first and say that I do agree, and I'm going to call you safe. It's a hot take for a reason. You know, that's the whole part of the segment. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm saying it's a hot take, and I think that it could happen. There's a very real possibility that it could happen, not will. It could because you take a look at the guys on this roster right now, and if all the stars align and they all do their job and actually like do what they're supposed to do, it's a lethal lineup. You look at the first five, six, seven hitters. There's some big guns in that lineup, and you know, we're watching spring training games where not the full lineup is out there. And like, everyone's looking pretty damn good right now. And again, hot takes, small sample size, say whatever you want, but it could happen. And that's the whole part of this. It, it's, it's a very real possibility given the, the guys we have, if they all, if they all do well, it's a big Chandler, if, do you want the it's honor? a big if. <laughs> I know you're both going to disagree, but I don't give a fuck. I think it's going to happen. I believe this. One. I think it's wildly optimistic. I think there are. <laughs> but it could. Five, but it could. That's the whole thing. It that's could. A, that's a pleasant way. There are like there are like five to seven better lineups in baseball than us right now. Minimum. Um, I think we're the most injury prone and streaky out of those lineups. So it's enough of a jump to say that we're going to be very good all year. And even if we are, I still don't think we're going to be a top two. Because you have to outperform the Dodgers, you have to outperform the Braves. Well, the Dodgers were the one that was the Blue Jays, the Rays, <laughs> the Red Sox, the White Sox. Like in baseball, the Padres. I'm not saying Padres those are all not, the Padres are not going to be good this year. No, I'm sure so. you know what they got. They got a high. Did you remember that Tatis got in a car accident? Which one? I did forget that, but yeah, that doesn't one? matter. No, I mean no. The the, the Rangers look good this year. Now, I mean the Mets. The Rangers. Oh, come the on. Mets now lineup just, looks just, just like the Mets lineup looks good. I'm just, just naming saying. teams. Oh yeah, the Rockies. 
You know what? Every Paris, single lineup that I just said, Correa, with the exception be a of the Padres. You want to know what's funny about the this? The Royals have Whit Merrifield still. What's <laughs> like, funny about what? this is that you just said the Rockies sarcastically, but the Rockies had a better offense last year than us. What? Hey, Have it up right here. What are you talking? I dropped my about? phone. I'm reading the stats. In what metric? Did Whether the we, I think, what, even oh, if we give me a metric as high as, and I'm going on OPS right now. Home uh, runs. OPS. Home runs. The Yankees had the. If you go by OPS, the Yankees had the 13th best offense last year. Which I think, if you're looking at just holistic stats on the sheet of basic ESPN stats, that's one of the more telling ones. OPS plus go. Uh, don't they don't have that on ESPN? But I can go Good. find it. It's kind Case of the closed. same thing. I'm um, just saying, if you look at any offensive stat, the, the Yankees league. are in the. I didn't make this take last year. I'm making it for this year. I'm just saying, what did they add That's this year? Fine. That made- I think that even at their best, they're maybe fifth, what? fourth, fifth. Who did they? The, that led me to my point. Who did they add? That's going to make them make that jump from 13th to. This moves directly into my second hot take, and I truly believe this, and I've said this on other podcasts leading up to the season. I think that Joey Gallo is going to have a fantastic year. I think him sandwiched between the lefty and between Judge and Stanton, I think him— You define fantastic year. I think he's going to be a top five MVP this year because he's going to see pitches that nobody else is going to see. You had me? And uh, you lost me. It's just a hot, <laughs> it's a hot take on purpose. <laughs> it's a hot take on purpose. I think he's going to be top five in MVP this year. And I think that's if it's going to happen, let me make the case. And maybe I bump it down to make it a little more realistic. But I, I, I think he's going to have that good of a year that maybe it's a top 10 MVP year. And I, I think, let me put it at top 10 then. Because the top five is pretty crazy. So top 10 MVP, I think... I've said it before. He's he's going to see pitches that nobody else in the league will see. He's a lefty sandwich between two of the most powerful righties in baseball that also get on at a high clip. He's going to like he's going to not get pitched around. He's going they're going to pitch around Stanton and Judge all the time. Joey Gallo is going to see pitches. He's going to strike out a ton. That's for damn sure, but he's going to fucking see some pitches in some big moments and he's going to hit some big dingers and he's going to hit he's just going to get a lot of pitches, going to get a lot of fastballs. And this is something that he's never seen before. And we've only seen half a season with Joey Gallo. I really think this year with the amount of like just him being more comfortable in pinstripes and being more comfortable in New York. He's even said it too. He said like, I, I don't think last year was an indication or any, 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 like any indication of what the player I am or who I can be. I hope I could show the Yankee fans who I actually am. And I, I, I think Obviously, everybody's going to say that, but I think he's going to be good. I think all the table is set for him to have a, a borderline a top 10, top 5 MVP season because, and, and I've said this before too, if you take anybody in the league, it hit like the actual player aside, just eliminate Joey Gallo and put in player X, whatever, that person has the best chance of winning MVP offensively the offensive numbers because he is going to see the best pitches in baseball that, that, is, that is without a doubt like if you put mike trout in that spot he's absolutely winning he was gonna win it anyway or he probably would if he stayed healthy like that's if you put, the worst person you could have okay but no but I, no <laughs> but I, okay but it was the, the point was better when i was saying but put anybody in that spot who's having a great year they are more likely to 
win MVP in that specific spot in between Aaron Judge and and Giancarlo Stanton. And I'm not even going to talk about, I haven't spoke about his gold glove caliber defense and fantastic. He has the best arm on the Yankees. It's graded higher than Judge's. So all of those things combined, I don't see why this is crazy. I'm going to call you out, but not because of you or your argument. I'm going to call you out because the baseball writers will don't respect people who don't have high batting averages. That point I was going to make, Chandler. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with the argument you made. I I think Joey Gallo is going to be good, and I think he's going to put together a damn good year. And I think that he's a good – I think that he's a damn good player. And I, I've stood by Joey Gallo since he's gotten here, but I don't think that he will finish up there solely because of how the baseball writers vote. I completely agree. But I think you made an awesome argument, and I'm fully on your side. I, you're still I, so I think that he can, <laughs> sorry. and you're still fat. <laughs> Very true. That, I, I think that he I know is going to be, <laughs> but it still holds true. All right, to your point, Rella, I think he's going to be ranked way higher on the best left fielders in baseball after this year than he was this year. He didn't make the top 100 this, or right fielders, whatever it was. Yeah. The, uh, the MLB uh, top 100 list. He didn't make it. Snub? Yeah, I don't snub. Yes, I mean, yeah. dude, they're on. I think like he's 80. better than Christian Yelich, and he was number 100. <laughs> okay, for anybody listening, that's also a very skewed stat. They're on. They've gone through 10 people on the top. No, no, he didn't make the top 100. The top 100 baseball list. They didn't make. Oh, it. they just no. They only put out the top. No, no, no. no. You're, said, you're thinking you're, he didn't make the top 10 outfielders. They've only put out 100 in position. 91. Whatever. I know. Uh, whatever. I thought I saw it. I guess I'm wrong. Oh, you're right. It, in the, no, I was he, watching it before. It said just missed the cut, and it was yeah, Joey it did, Gallo. It did say just missed the cut. Oh, okay. Really? They, had, yes. they, had, they had an all of the best team that all missed the cut, and it said, can this team be a playoff team? That's oh, I did see that. I thought that was off of the yeah. based off position, like the top the 10 shredder. position. No, that was that was the top 100. As I was, damn it. As I was, like little. Jorge Polanco was on there. Like it was, it was. Dance was on there like too. Yeah, right. was on there. He, I think he's better than Yelich. I, I would take him over Yelich. Gallo. Yeah, I would not. I would. You would not. I would. I think that his. I think that he's a better fielder. I think that he is he's better, better about fielder. everything except for power hitting, or except for contact hitting, <laughs> except for power hitting. The, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, only thing, the so only tool he has the in best his bag. power hitter in baseball, maybe is. <laughs> no, I, I really, I really believe. Like, yeah, really I mean, Yelich was number 100, so you have to compare him to that. He's an outfielder. He's a lefty outfielder. I mean, I don't know. Who else do you Joey Gallo to? is a monster year. To answer your other question, though, about where the Yankees rank in OPS Plus, they're still 13th. So. I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about this year. I think okay. I'm, I'm optimistic. The question. I'm optimistic about this year. Sorry. Okay. That's fine. Whoops. Let's move into, let's move into some of the, the ones that the fans sent in. Sure. The followers sent in and see what you guys think. Just rapid fire reactions here. Glaber Torres finishes top five in AL MVP voting. No, it's not out. It's out. I think he has a. I think he's in the Gallo train, but they both have better years, but not MVP. He looks fucking awesome. Maybe it's the dad strength gives him gives him the thirty eight bombs that he had in the in the bag before. But I mean, I I, I do have hopes that he's going to be a better player than he has been the last two years. Um, I don't think top five MVP is even close. Yeah, I think you're. I think I think you're out by a mile. But I think when you compare, if the question was like, is he could he be an all star? I think that's a possibility. That's so sad, but it's true. What? No, no, that's a fair thing. I no, no. I just said I think that's a fair line. No, I'm saying saying. you're very. It's it's 100 percent true. I'm just saying it's sad because a. 
two a year a year and a half ago this was a legitimate conversation and now we're like you might be an all-star again one day well i think it's i think it's a step-by-step thing you got to prove to me that you can i mean he's it's been spring training he's he's looks damn good right now looks awesome i think you got to take it one step at a time here maybe he does just fucking turn it back on but being all-star it's like when hicks said he's he's gonna be 30 30 like play play 30 games uh, first and then we can talk they will <laughs> only... be an mvp before hicks steals 30 bases that's that's very true I agree. <laughs> well, he, one has a possibility one doesn't glaber's the only person that i am overreacting to in spring training right now in a good way yeah agreed. like uh, my expectations Rarely for him so. have elevated drastically since i think that's because started. that's entirely because he's supposed to be that player like he he was a he was the t- number one prospect in baseball. So when you see him do something like this, this is what he, we expected him to be doing. And like, that's why the last couple of years was such a disappointment is because he didn't do that. And now I, I don't want to read too deeply into it, but we have said in spring training, it's almost a cop out. Like you, when you look bad, it's kind of okay. Cause it's spring training. But when you look good, that's great. That, that makes you feel really good about that player because you're already ahead of schedule. It seems when you look at a guy like, you know, Cody Bellinger, who is a laughing stock of the league right now? That's bad. No matter how well you slice it, you're still like he's probably the only one that really, really looks awful. Like that's a bad thing. Like everybody else can, you know, shake off the rust. But I don't know. I think when you look good, it is definitely not a not a bad thing. <laughs> I know that as shocking as that may be. All right, next one. Garrett Cole has a bad year with a three nine ish ERA and a one thirty five ish WHIP. I don't see how you could ever make that claim. We're we're, we're not winning a game if <laughs> I'm just reading no. There. Regardless of not winning a game, you're right. We wouldn't make, win a game if that happens. But um, there's no chance that he has no. a bad year. I, I mean, it's, hot take it's, for it's, sure. It's crazy to me that he hasn't won a Cy Young yet. And I think this is. A, I mean, every the baseball writers voted him to be the Cy Young, and it almost seems like every year he's voted to win Cy Young, and he just doesn't. Yeah, but he comes close. He came in second last year, like he. I think he's going to do it this year. I think he's going to win the Cy Young. I, I mean, think he's there's, there's been no, top five in Cy Young voting for the last four. There's years. no yeah, exactly. There's no indication that shows why he would be bad. No, yeah. I, t- I totally agree. I don't think there's any way that a knock on he's going to have a great year. Dear God, knock on wood. But I don't think there. I don't think he's going to be bad. I think he's he looked very good in his first spring training start. We haven't even talked about that. But spring training for pitchers is the most irrelevant thing in the world. I, he They're, looked good. That's yeah. what I'm I know, saying. I know. I know. I'm saying if if that's why this person is saying that. I'm um, saying he looked good because his velocity was good. His breaking pitches I think, yeah, were pretty good. You look good. into it if they're he doing well. You don't look into it if they're doing bad. His first strikeout or second strikeout was 99 painted. Yeah. he looked, And that's his first appearance of spring. I, I'm not worried about that. Well, especially with pitchers in spring training, you just kind of wipe it away because they literally just throw pitches that they're trying to work on. Like he exactly. might, he might be trying to work on his down the dick fastball. He threw 90% <laughs> he, like, he literally threw 90% fastballs. Yeah. So that's uh, not Garrett Cole. Don't worry about Garrett Cole. He's going to be right. just fine. Next one. Isaiah Kiner Falefa is going to be gone by the deadline and Glaber is going to be back to short. Never in a million years. Why would they get rid of him? What, what would they get out of it? I don't know. I guess this might be towards uh, Murphy's per- point earlier where they're sellers. I, he wouldn't be I a, se- a selling. Glaber could not go back to short. That was no. an experiment. If you, if you, you you're need, playing him as short. Stop gap. He's the stop gap. He's not going to be a crown jewel. Like, if you're. Why would. I'm just. If reading, anything, I'm reading hot gone, takes. Even reading if. Uh, takes. But on this. If anybody thinks that 
the Yankees would, if they became sellers, like worst case scenario, like we said at the top of the podcast, if they do all that and Connor Fluff has an unbelievable year, like the value of a player like that does not go up like that much in one half a year. So like he wouldn't be worth anything in a trade, even if he had an a unbelievable first half of the year. So I think if he sucks, Peraza comes up and plays short before Glavers goes over. Agreed. I just, yeah. Move on to the next one. That's just not. Uh, Brett Gardner will play more games in center field than Aaron Hicks. That's the easiest safe ever. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually like, uh, that's like a genuine 50-50 for me, which is sad <laughs> no. because it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be 50-50, but it is. Yeah, I just read, read another one that was almost the exact same thing. That Brett Gardner will start 100 games this year, and Chandler will jump off a building. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like that you like they called you out specifically by name. Keep, for those of you who are putting those back in, keep doing those. We'll put, the, and for those that don't know where you where they submitted these, we put them on the Instagram story at the 161 Boys, and uh, just like the night before, right right before we do a podcast, and you just fire those in. But I think the Gardner, we said it before on. The Hicks roll call. A lot of this came from the Hicks roll call, honestly. This is why Hicks is so important. He has ripple effects up all up and down the lineup. And uh Hicks averages fifty percent games played for his entire career every every single season. At fifty percent, some lower, some higher. Um he's gonna play around 30. seven seventy games max, and then Gardner's gonna play the other 25 percent and then i think judge can we go back Gallo to the, gonna play can we go back maybe, to the maybe it is 30 Hicks, thing what do you think hicks plays 30 percent of the games no i do i think he plays i think he plays 50 percent of the games he has to which in in this case then i guess my answer is that hicks plays more games than gardner in center field so let me wrap it up with this uh, this last one that I think is a, it's a good little conversational piece. DJ LeMayhew regresses more this year and ends up being a bench bat slash traded at the deadline. And I, it's so funny that people are saying this now. I don't. How do you, like he got hurt too? Like people are downplaying the injury that he had. It's a hernia, and, that, and then he was playing through. Hernias are the worst. You saw it with Voight. Like people are. Like just like how can you just be so easy to forget two top five, like top four, top three MVP finishes in a row coming to a new titles. place, two batting titles. Like I cannot believe that people are are dismissing it that much, and I think a lot of it is because he doesn't really have a position right now because of how where the infield is. But like, how can you discount the bat after one? I only I don't even want to say bad year because he still batted like two seventy, didn't he? Dude, yeah, L- dude, he, just last, didn't, last, he just didn't hit three fifty like he did when he got the batting no, dude, title, and he was year. hurt. So I, I can't even believe. I, and before you go, we had we got one review from. I'm not exactly sure what the name was, but it was a funny name. It's That's why I pointed to Chandler. 69. What was it? Our times. Our times sixty nine, which is Chandler's friend from home. So uh, we got, but we got reviews. The DJ had one twenty to one odds for MVP is stealing, and. I don't necessarily think I would take him to win MVP. Wrong. But there's value there. And two, I think it's like it's completely – he's a good hitter. He's great. And one more thing that I wanted to pose, and I'll let you go. I don't know why this, this leadoff thing is just not just DJ's job. I, I, don't, I don't get why Boone is doing this. 
It would make too much sense. They're talking about Donaldson being the leadoff. They're talking about fucking. I mean, Glaber led off today, Rizzo. albeit he had a Rizzo's been a tossed run. in there. Rizzo, Hicks probably will be tossed in there. Like, why not just DJ? DJ's been one of the best leadoff hitters in baseball for the last. He arguably could be the best leadoff hitter in baseball for the last three years, especially the the two before that. Because we're focusing on all the wrong things. We we've known that the entire offseason. We got a third baseman I, I, instead of a shortstop. I think stop. he's gonna instead of a center fielder instead of starting pitching. Wait, I don't. I I think the Yankees legitimately run their team like a like a two K franchise. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. This this guy's got name value. Let's. You see. would like to see Donaldson leading off? Fuck no, Damon. Would you? I would like to see whatever works. An open. But, but do, thanks, Damon. Okay, so okay, so DJ <laughs> doesn't work. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why are we? Why are we changing? Flip side know, of that, I, on Damon's point, I don't, it is broke. Well, yes, it is broke, but I'm just being, like, realistic here. And, is it broke? The team is broke. Do, what's got, do what you got to do. Whoever gets on base, because you have... That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, yeah, relative to your point, you were talking about, like, Gallo, Stanton, and Judge being, like, three of the biggest bodies, biggest hitters ever. Get somebody on base by any means necessary, and then have those three go up. And if Donaldson's the guy that's going to get on base, then fine. But here's the other thing, too, is, like, DJ's also, like, a great bat with runners in square in position. Like, he's just, like, a great guy to have to knock guys in and just do a job. Like, if there's a guy on third base with one out, yeah, I want DJ up. It's also out of, the out best, of anybody up, it's any, also anybody the best else. table setter we have, though. Which is tricky because he does, like, kind of do both those things, but... You're only like, the leadoff hitter situation, once a game. Exactly, situation. He's got, got a lot hitting, of guys. Like, he's got every opportunity to knock people in on the backside. Yeah, but we I, have to, a lot the, of guys that can get on base at the same rate that DJ can. And what to, DJ does is he puts no, balls we cannot. Do I? I don't. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I can guarantee you that money Rizzo, Donaldson, hard. and DJ probably get on base at about the same rate. I think that should be our podcast like slogan. Is I don't have the stats up. But. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here, here, here's the thing. I, I don't want Donaldson leading off. I think, like, I was not saying that. But he that. commands the strike zone, Damon. I was not saying that because I want him to lead off because I think that would be a terrible decision because he runs two miles an hour and is just not a traditional leadoff hitter in any means. But my point was before was, like, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a combination of Hicks, DJ, and Rizzo because I think those are three realistic options at leadoff. And... Whoever's doing great, keep doing it. Like I, I, I feel like the way that Boone constructs his lineup is different every fucking day, which is another reason why I feel like this is not. There's not going to be one solidified leadoff hitter, but I really like to see someone kind of take that over because it's a huge fucking job, and I feel like one of them has to do it well. It's like D, like DJ is like the overall good guy. Rizzo just kind of gets on base, is like a good hitter. And Hicks just walks a lot. And does DJ start and opening the, day? What does DJ start opening yes. day? Yes, he does. Whether yeah, he's, yeah. Whether he's DH, DH or not? DH or not? Yeah. DH yeah. or not? Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Of the three, of Rizzo, Hicks, and Donaldson, who would you prefer leading off? DJ. 
I didn't say DJ. You can't just wait. Pick what did you say? The f- can't pick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I zoned out. What did the, you say? the correct I answer is Rizzo. I would. I was gonna say Rizzo. Yeah, well. Rizzo, yeah. Rizzo, Rizzo Hicks, Hicks Donaldson. Donaldson. Rizzo. Rizzo. D- DJ, of course. Sorry, I I just assumed DJ would be on there. I I also off, agree. I DJ I was the one that should be playing the devil's advocate there, but DJ is the one that should be the answer. That's why I didn't put him on there. Is because if you were gonna pick of the people that don't make sense, because apparently things don't make sense. Of those options, I would pick Rizzo, I think. I would pick Rizzo. We're going to see each of them lead off at least five games out of the year and toss, like, two other names in there that we're not going to pick. Glaber probably will break up. He did today, and he had a home run. Dude, like, Marvin Gonzalez will lead off one day. Like, maybe NCRTA one day. Fucking Gardner is going to lead off ten games. No, I'm dead serious. Like, I guarantee you that there is somebody who leads off this year that we're not even considering that may not even be Marwin Gonzalez hits lead off more than uh, Rizzo does. There you go. That'd be ridiculous. He's going to make the team. That's has to. Yeah. If we're going to, he might not be an opening day. Like, but he, he, I think he'll be in the Dietrich of last year. Dietrich didn't play last year. Dietrich didn't play one game. Or, so, I'm tough, sorry, Bruce. Tough scene Bruce, if he's going to be the Dietrich of last year. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking of Jay Bruce. I apologize. Dietrich in got terms a of roster, role. Dietrich got a like. I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be a bench bat in the majors before May. I he's think making the opening. He's, day he's going to be the older. I think he will too. They already optioned Cabrera, which was going to yeah. be his, which was going to be the guy who deserved it, and they. Well, just we knew that was him. coming. He's the older, washed-up version of Tyler Wade. He, yeah, he's just better at hitting and not as fast. Yeah. Did you say better at hitting? He is better at hitting. He's been the worst, I feel like he's better he's at hitting. He's been the worst offensive player in baseball. Yeah, but like years. he was good other years. Did you see the stat? Tyler Wade's usually the worst. Did you, he, had a, he had a good yeah, batting average. Last year, last year doesn't support that, did you, but every other year yeah. does. Did you guys see the stat that we have 13 All-Stars from 2015? That supports team? the fact that... Mer- I said Chandler, that a long yeah, that's, time That ago. supports the fact... I wanted Chandler to make yeah, but we just Yeah, but we just signed Shelby Miller, which was the 13th. I know, but I, I wanted, I I wanted uh, you to make a clip about that, which was saying that we were the 2016 All-Star team. We haven't even talked about the big acquisition for the starter, Shelby Miller. Dude, he's not going to sniff the majors. Oh, no, he's a rock that. star, dude. He had a nine ERA last year. Were there any more? Yeah, so could I. Uh, a lot of them are just repeats. Okay. A All lot right. of them were Donaldson's going to be good. DJ's going to suck. Glaber's going to be awesome. The All Yankees right. are bad. The Yankees are good. So to summarize, Joey Gallo is going to be a top five MVP this year. Yankees are going to have the best offense in baseball. Um, and nothing else matters. Checks out. Okay. Damon's on, Damon's on my team. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. If you're not pos- if you're not po- being positive, then yep. Fuck it. What are you being? If you don't chew big red, then fuck. <laughs> you don't chew big red, then fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, Milwaukee. All right. Uh, do all those things that make us happy. Like, uh, give us a five star review. Oh, I forgot. Opening day is around the corner. We are going to pick the winner for the opening day. When do you guys want to pick? Probably next week. Probably about, need to give some people some Saturday? time. Give people time to plan their arrangements. Next episode, so, probably. So next, yeah, next episode. Next. Not everybody lives in the Big Apple like the fellas. Other than I mean, Murph does not. Um, yeah, next episode. I feel like. Okay, next episode we are going I to. I feel pick... like there are more apples near me than near you. Okay, that's enough. That's I'm, a... I'm doing the. You're out, done. I'm doing the outro. So stop. Um, Q T Nana. All right.
that that is gonna be the outro song. So, uh, yeah, do all those things that make us happy. Make uh, make Chandler smile. Do a five star review on iTunes. And uh, for the giveaway, if you're tuning in for the first time and you're here an hour and twenty seven minutes into the episode, appreciate you. Don't know why you haven't given us a review because clearly you like it. Um, if you one lucky fan who gives us a review on iTunes will get two opening day tickets. So that will be selected Saturday next episode. And, uh, yeah, go subscribe to the YouTube. Go check us out live when we do the Twitter episodes now. We do the night before releases usually. Uh, episodes will be released on the season, uh, Mondays and Thursdays, right? Uh, checks out, I think. Checks out, yeah. Yep. So live schedule will be Sundays and Wednesdays. So, yeah, 